0: I've got a lot of on my plate. I wear a lot of hats, but I think that it can be a blessing because you can kind of move things around to what works for you.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Grow and Behold podcast, where I talk to women in business about their stories, stresses, and successes. My name is Renee, and today I'm chatting with Amanda Talker from Republic West Apparel. Join us as we chat about work-life balance, staying creative, and selling online and in person. Have y'all ever hit a slump in creativity? What am I saying? Obviously, of course you have, we all have. Most commonly it's known as writer's block, but it could also be called mental burnout, creative roadblocks or imagination drought. As a small business owner, the decision-making muscles in our brains are jacked. They are pumped like Arnold Schwarzenegger levels. They work out all day, every day. And sometimes when we call on them, they just have nothing left to give. When I experience creative burnout, I tackle the situation in two steps. The first step is to just jump in. Sometimes I'm having more of a mental barrier than it is an actual creative block. There's a quote I really like that says, inspiration finds you working. And sometimes that's all I need to get the creative juices flowing is to just start. But jumping in feet first doesn't always cure writer's block. And if that's the case, I have to just walk away. I find something else to work on and I circle back later on or the next day, usually the inspiration I'm missing finds me while I'm busy working on something else. In fact, now that I think about it, I get my best ideas in the bathtub, where it's just me in a dark room, no phones, no distractions, and I find that that scenario gives my brain the space that it needs to untie all the knots that it's in. Okay, one last thing before we get into it, I want to say a huge thank you to our newest Patreon, Kaylee. Your support for the podcast is deeply appreciated. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can check out patreon.com slash growandbehold to sign up. With your Patreon membership, you'll get a shout out on the podcast, access to video interviews, and other bonus content. Alright, let's get into it. Welcome, Amanda, to the Grow and Whole podcast. Thank you so much Thank for you. joining me today and joining all of those listening. How are how are you? How are we
0: doing? Things are good. We're like into that busy Christmas thing happening here. And uh, time just goes way too fast. So. Yeah, no but doubt. I don't even know complain. what month it is. <laughs> We're like halfway through November now, I think. All oh, my God, to. you're right.
1: Yeah. And now you, you're ramping up for the holidays.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah, oh, I kind of yeah. start September and then, and then like October's like my, every year I say October is gonna be the month that I get ready for Christmas because it's usually slower. And then I don't, everything else comes up. And so yeah, now it's like crunch time, so.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's probably normal. We always, you know, at least we set those goals, even if we don't make them, the intentions Perfect.
0: there. <laughs> I work well under pressure.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Um, so why don't you tell me and, those listening about yourself like we'll get into the business and we'll talk all about it but like who are you as a person tell me a little bit about yourself
0: well i am a mom to two teens Um, i've been a stay-at-home work from home actually more of a work from home mom like their entire life i've been really lucky with that Um, i'm married Uh, i've been with my husband for 21 years Um, i've been doing graphic design pretty much for like my daughter's whole life so like for about 17 years now kind of started off doing um, graphic design for motocross clubs like doing motocross graphics and like sweatshirts for annual events I uh, had a friend with a CrossFit gym so I did a lot of stuff for her more stuff for businesses like just branding and things like that so I went to school to become a holistic nutritionist and then I was more excited about making my logo and my website and my branding than actually doing anything with nutrition. So I think that that was my first clue that uh, I should like segue back into <laughs> what uh, I was meant to do. So that's pretty much it. That's We're outdoorsy, outsidey. I'm outsidey. I'm not outdoorsy. So I like to <laughs> yeah. out and read and <laughs> go to the beach and stuff, snowboard and things like that. But yeah, which kind of gets reflected in designs. I've never
1: heard that, but I 100% relate because I right? love being outside. I love nature, but I'm like, you know, I don't snow or, snowboard or ski. I am not great on most like outdoor sports.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of wild animals, so don't take me too far off of the trail. <laughs>
1: I love that. And so yeah. you're self-taught in graphic design.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. I, started, I, uh, I had a mentor um, about 17 years ago with the the motocross graphics and stuff. Learned a lot and then I just kind of like just poured myself into it and went from there.
1: Um, sorry, I was just bringing up your website so I can re- remember all the cool products that you have. Um, that's pretty neat that you, you know, started doing something with holistic nutrition and then you were like loving the graphic design, yeah. and the logo. And you're like, oh, why do I like this more? <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: And what what was that like switch? Like, when did that switch happen where you were like, I'm gonna pursue
0: this thing that makes me happy? Immediately, as soon as I finished. (laughs) I I was in the top of my class. I graduated with 99% in in my degree. And uh, the next step was to build my website and start getting out there. And I was just, I really, really enjoyed it working with branding and and uh logos and stuff like that and i just thought i don't want to do this <laughs> so i just kind of went back to what i had been doing with the the motocross and the clubs and stuff like that so and what started what you, up as a side project kind of became my my full time
1: right yeah and that can happen i think that's almost like a good way to go about it because you're not like just like oh this will make me money i'm gonna try this you were like oh, i'm gonna dabble in what makes me happy and now it's a business
0: (laughs) yeah i was fortunate enough to be able to to do that while staying at home a lot of people don't have that luxury of dabbling in things and changing their mind and making these decisions you know on a whim but uh, fortunately for me it just kind of came naturally and and i think that i was going to be making more money doing continuing to do that side project than trying to get into the service um, end of things with uh, being a nutritionist, so. Hmm.
1: And then it also allowed you, like you said, to, to stay home and, and work from home and be with your kids yeah. more. That's nice. Yeah. And when did uh, Republic
0: West start? Like what year was that? That was in 2018, I think. Um, we had been living in Langley, I'm born and raised here. And then um, we moved to Langley my husband was going to BCIT got stuck there for 11 years and as soon as we came back here it was that's when Republic West started immediately Mm, so I got into that
1: you're in Kelowna is that right yeah
0: yeah we're back yeah
1: nice and so now you've got this um gorgeous website you sell apparel drinkware stickers keychains magnets uh house and home products um and I personally my closet has like a large selection of your apparel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we love your uh crew necks so that's usually what i get more than anything else but yeah yeah it's fun it's just like it's a little bit of a reflection of like that west coast outdoorsy lifestyle
0: <laughs> Outsidey, yes yes oh outsidey,
1: yes <laughs> yeah. oh, you know what i thought i was saying the right
0: word I, right I, 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 that I was a big thing for me was um making sure that my brand didn't get pigeonholed to oh i'm not outdoorsy enough for this you know it's i think it says that right on the website for all of life's adventures you could be going to costco you know could be going for a walk downtown or you could be doing the extreme stuff i just kind of wanted to make something that was comfortable cozy bright and and kind of for everybody
1: Totally. And you really got like a, a fun and silly vibe in there too. Like some of it is like refined and beautiful and then some of it like has the F word on it or like, is very like mom life. <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess it's more like... appropriate, the better.
1: <laughs> totally. And do you find that that like is how it goes? Like if something's a little more cheeky that it, it sells better?
0: 100%.
1: Oh, that's so yeah. funny. Well, I, that makes sense too, because like, if I, go to i don't know walmart or winners or something i can probably find a cute mug but it's not gonna say what was the one i was looking at yesterday (laughs) there was one i was looking at yesterday it was very like on the last of your product pages and i think it was a mug it had santa claus on it yeah do you know know which one i'm talking about
0: (laughs) and they're all inappropriate yes (laughs) yeah so something like do you want to see my sack the you should see the size of my sack yes yeah because <laughs> it... those things that catch people off guard they're not expecting that when you see a cute mug with this little retro santa on it and then it's very suggestive and inappropriate and yeah those are you're great. not gonna
1: find that at walmart you know that's like oh important. absolutely
0: i hope not <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's uh the main reason for shopping small is you can really find a lot more fun yes. and creativity yeah um And are most of your products sold online or or do you have like retail stores
0: as well? I used to be about 50 50 um, with the retail. um, I've got some amazing stores locally that have been supporting me pretty much since the beginning, um, a couple of months in that they've been carrying my my drinkware mostly. Um, And then there's been a few more like as time has gone that have started with the apparel and stuff. So I think it's probably about 75 for retail stores now, about 25 online sales so a lot of wholesale keeps me busy
1: totally yeah I've seen some of your products it's actually fun because as I like move around the Okanagan like um to Vernon or Kelowna or wherever I kind of am I've seen you around and I'm always like I know her I mean I don't know you, but you know yeah I do the same
0: thing you know you know we were out in I don't remember where we were Christina Lake I think it was on the way out there and it's like I see rad jams and I'm like I know them yeah it's just really really cool that uh, there's so many stores that support local in the Okanagan and uh, that we get to kind of spread out and it's neat
1: I literally do the same thing with rad jams too she she's actually episode five on my podcast yeah Yeah? (laughs) cool um and yeah it's so fun because uh It's interesting because it's like they are small businesses featuring other small businesses in their like smaller stores. Um, And it's just so like wholesome and heartwarming to kind of like you're supporting two businesses at once, really.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, I think for the stores and for us, it's such a, a collaborative feeling that, you know, when I drop mugs off and they post that, you know, they've got it. I'm able to post and people are like, Oh, Hey, what's this store as well as people that haven't, I'm, you know, I'm, we're reaching different audiences through each other. And I think it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. It's very win-win for, for both parties involved and you really couldn't do it without each other.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So it's been fantastic working with them. They've been, uh, they've all been great.
1: Cool. Um, and like, if, if there's someone listening who's really interested in getting into retail stores, maybe they're new and they just haven't, you know, crossed that bridge yet. What is like your top tip for reaching out to retailers? Do you just like walk in with a mug or, or do you email them? Like, how does that work?
0: I'm a little bit of a, a phenomenon with this one because I've been fortunate enough that everybody has reached out to me um, through, mostly through Instagram at the beginning. It was uh people seeing my stuff on Instagram and then they reach out to me and tell me that they're interested in having my products. So I actually haven't had to do cold call. Um, I did send some stuff out to some realtors and stuff like that because I did do branding. But other than that, I, I know it's not normal that most businesses have to pound the pavement and knock down doors repeatedly and uh you know i've been very fortunate that most of them have come to me but that's not to say that i haven't worked with that in upselling Mm -hmm. i don't be afraid to upsell you know if somebody reaches out to you and they are interested in say a sweatshirt you know letting them know that you have hats that are really popular and sell really well you know maybe something that they're not you know wasn't what they were thinking of and then you can kind of diversify your products a little bit so that's so a tricky one for me to answer because i don't really know
1: <laughs> and you're at home right now like this is your home office behind you this is my home office in the basement
0: yeah
1: nice yeah. it looks very professional almost industrial yet still cozy yeah.
0: <laughs> there's like a full living room over there so yeah the kids nice. the kids in the area so yeah
1: and you do a lot of your own pressing like i can only imagine that's what those machines behind you are for <laughs> I,
0: yes i do i make all my drinkware everything is is done here in house so I wow. press it all. Yeah. and so that
1: that really makes a difference i think because like um drop shipping and not just drop shipping in terms of like ordering from china but there's you know like printiful and printify they yeah. I, I believe they create your products i think one of them's in montreal i don't know what the other one is um, but like as a small business, like I could start selling merch and I never have to see the merch ever. It just somebody else prints exactly. it and then they send it off. Um, yep. and it's you know, it's becoming easier and easier for people to do that. Does that how does that, you know, make you feel as someone who who handcrafts everything?
0: Um <laughs> that's a, there's a lot to there's a lot of layers to that for me. Um I am a very hands-on person. I am very much Um, the kind of person that'll go and spend a hundred dollars on craft supplies to make something instead of buying it for $30. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so being very hands-on, it was very important for me for a, a long time to be very, to literally have my hands on every single product. Um, and I prided myself on that. It wasn't something that I advertised and I'm trying to outsource a little bit now, but Um, I really wanted to make sure that the quality was there. And I think with some of these print on demand companies, like you said, you don't, you never see the product per se, unless you're ordering samples and stuff. So um, I I don't know. It's, I don't want to, to diss anybody that is doing that, but there is something to be said for actually making things with your hands. And I don't, know that there's necessarily competition for me in that wheelhouse i think maybe if i was selling bridesmaid t-shirts on etsy or something like that probably but uh it hasn't really affected me and but it's also not something i'm interested in doing just because i want to make sure that i'm physically involved with everything from start to finish
1: yeah you're right it really creates like a bit of separation where like your the integrity of your product is stronger it's you know the quality uh control is stronger yeah. because you can actually create each product individually you're not kind of just hopefully it shows up and it shows up nice you you could even sure. like, add like a little bit more to the experience with like unboxing you know you could add a um a little postcard thing which i believe you do or stickers i think yeah. i've got stickers in your orders um whereas when you use these print on demand companies they just send it it's very impersonal exactly yeah and and definitely no like you said no hate to anybody that's doing that. It's it's a route to go. Um, But that really separates you from kind of just that third party printing you are and even if you don't advertise it, it's something that kind of separates you. Like you said, you don't feel like you're in that competition.
0: Yes, I think with the the stuff that's print on demand, it can be a really great way to set yourself up for a passive income. Um, And you know that that's fantastic too i think everybody should look into a stream of, of passive income but that's not what my business is meant for this is this is for me to create products and interact with um the community with them and stuff like that and i think that when you're just shipping stuff you know it could be going anywhere you have no idea a lot of my stuff is a lot more local
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that that's um, really admirable um so there's room for everybody even in this like yeah. little bit of I mean not I wouldn't call it necessarily saturated market although it like there's a lot of competition but like you said you yeah. you provide a different product all all yeah.
0: together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try to,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember talking to one of my guests who sells dog collars and her collars are like on the higher end for prices and mm-hmm. I was like you know what are your thoughts on like People can go to Walmart and get a dog collar. And she was like, I've had people say that at markets where they're like, you know, for one of your dog collars is a lifetime of dog collars for my dog. And she was like, right. Cool, you're just not my customer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Also, oh, who is behind you? He was very cute. Sorry, this is my dog. Kenda, come. Oh my hi. gosh. Very <laughs> cute. Oh, that's a cute boy. Hi.
0: There you are. are. Yes, he is a big boy. He's a sweetie.
1: So cute. (laughs) He's welcome to be part of this interview. (laughs) Um, in terms of selling online, what do you find is the biggest challenge in making those digital sales? Um,
0: driving traffic, (laughs) which typically means social media, which Mm -hmm. is not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um it's uh i mean it's a struggle for everybody you know i you can talk to every single small business every single large business too and it's just something that's constantly evolving um and not in a way that we can keep up with you know they keep changing the rules and um you know it it can become obsessive it can become um you know it can feed imposter syndrome and it can feed insecurity when you spend all this time trying to get this reach you know and you've got four or five thousand followers and 30 people see something you know it's very discouraging so i think for me that is the tough part is driving traffic to a website um i've worked on things like seo thank you very much you've helped mm-hmm. me with that yes, um, me. but other than that, like how else do you drive that traffic so i think that that for me selling online that is the part that you're constantly like oh I gotta figure it out nope I don't oh I think I figured it nope nope that's not it so at some points I've just walked away from it for months like I did all summer and now trying to get back into it and, and trying to it's, it's just driving that traffic It's probably the worst part other than that it's fantastic
1: mm-hmm. and that's it's so frustrating how like out of control it is on social media. Like you said, you can have thousands of followers. But if I posted something the other day that got like seven views, not even seven, like seven views. And I was like, hello, like show yeah. this to more people. <laughs> yeah, it's funny do... and cute. Show people yeah. this.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're following all the rules. You're taking in all the tips and tricks and stuff. And then it goes nowhere. And then and then what? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's um, I think that that's the trickiest part. Hands down, with business is just driving that traffic, and relying on social media for it. Mm-hmm.
1: And do you focus more on like return customers or on finding new customers?
0: Um, neither. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, like I said, it can become obsessive. So I mean, there's yes and no. I focus on both, and I focus on neither. <laughs> yeah, makes any sense. Um just trying to stay authentic and not trying to force things too much. Um, I do have like a huge amount of return customers that I'm very, very grateful for. Um, A lot of the time, they are probably your best advertisers, you know, word of mouth. Oh, my friend has this sweatshirt or my friend, you know, I saw my, my friend has this mug and now I need it. Things like that. Um, Email lists. you know of course social media like my customers are my followers so i guess you know more so you're doing it for them letting them know what's new or what's upcoming and what's on sale etc but um i think that it's really tricky to try to find that those new customers unless they're in front of you at a market or something like that
1: mm-hmm. yeah markets can be really good
0: for them yeah we just getting out i try to do a couple a year to uh just get up there and talk to people and find new, not only just new businesses for myself to collaborate with and, and whatnot, but uh, to find the new customers too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is a balance of like, nurturing the customers that you already have, rewarding them, taking care of them, yes. talking to them, building that community, essentially, and then also, yeah. like, hopefully also get, having a little bit of outreach and finding
0: other new customers yeah. too. Yeah. I think it's probably more important to focus on your current customers. I agree. Not more important, but I mean, you really got to foster that relationship.
1: Yeah. And And I have seen businesses in the past that, like, do not do that. They just they're like, I need more, newer, more more. And if you're not taking care of the customers that you already have, you know, you're losing out on that sale that's kind of halfway through the door. Like they already like your products. And if you're not focusing on them, maybe they'll you know, maybe they'll never buy something again, but they're already yeah. proven to have yeah. opted into your company and spend money with you.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: It's like the barriers are lower for somebody that's already bought something because they already trust you. They
0: already enjoy your products. Exactly. Yeah. They know that the sweatshirts are cozy. They come back for more, right?
1: Yep. <laughs> I swear every time you have a story sale, I'm, I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shoot. What was I just going to ask? My brain literally just turned off. Come on, brain. It's Monday today. It's an
0: additional Monday.
1: It definitely is. Um, Oh, come on. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, Ironically, I was going to ask you about like mental health. (laughs) Clearly, (laughs) Mine's a little off. Um, (laughs) You said that you took the summer off, uh, which is something that I think a lot of people are really afraid and not that you took the summer off of course but like you just kind of it sounds like you shifted and focused on your life focused probably on your kids and enjoying summer (laughs) Um, I find that people often are really scared to do that because of these like quote-unquote rules that like you have to post twice a week and if you don't everything's gone like nobody will everyone will unfollow you and so uh, that's clearly not the case and I think I encourage my clients and uh, my friends who have businesses to like, do what feels good. And if you take two weeks off or a month off or a summer off, then that's what is best for you and for your business.
0: I, yes, it is very important to make sure that you have that balance and you find that time to take off. You know, there are definitely times that I shut down. I didn't shut down for the summer. The summer is actually probably the busiest for me with tourism um with the tourism center and uh I actually acquired a large retailer in the airport this summer so that has been overwhelmingly amazing but it's my busiest time of the year I'm making a large amount of wholesale orders and so taking the time off over the summer was me just not posting on social media, (laughs) Mm -hmm. just forgetting about that whole advertising push and just kind of like just getting things done, getting them done, getting them off the table and out the door. Um, you know, my kids are around they're older, but still it's, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to kind of take the afternoon off and go do things with them and stuff like that. Instead of like spending two hours making a reel for seven people to see it. So uh, I, uh, Yeah, that's kind of where I I do, that's where I have found that my balance comes from, is from taking a break from the social media.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's Which not hard. like. you
0: feel guilty for doing it too. But. Totally.
1: Yes, I, I, I know people that like if they don't post for a week, the first thing they'll post is, hey, sorry, I haven't posted for a week. And I'm like, just skip that. Just skip don't that Don't apologize. Yeah. yeah. Just No one's sitting around waiting for you to post, most likely. So it's just like, just right? get back yeah. in there and say what you got to say. Yeah. You don't need to draw attention to the fact that you went camping with your family. I mean, you can talk about that, but you know, it's like,
0: yes. you don't I have don't to apologize. apologize yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's like, I, I do it occasionally, but I'm always I try to catch myself because it's like, you don't have to apologize for anything.
0: <laughs> I find not a lot of customers, but there definitely are people that will reach out to you um, in a social like going you know, on Instagram message or they'll email you on weekends or you know while you're gone camping and there's that like oh shoot I shouldn't be here I shouldn't you know I shouldn't be at the beach or I shouldn't be at the hill or I shouldn't be at the movies with my kids I need to like be 24-7 especially in the day and age of having a computer in our hand we're accessible to communication 24-7 but it's okay for you not to respond to customers until Sunday or until sorry until Monday morning or, you know, waiting, you know, not answering things in the evening if you don't need to. And a lot of people apologize for that. And there are some people that will reach out to you that are kind of like, hello, hello. And you're like, it's Sunday. Like, I'm taking a day with my family. I will get back to you tomorrow. And then that is totally normal and totally okay. And it should be something that is more normalized and not apologized for. Mm -hmm.
1: And then you can kind of set that expectation for your customers, too. If you, you know, if you don't respond on the weekends, then then you don't respond on the
0: weekends. I'm I'm living my life. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That like, especially with like cell phones and how it is your email. It's your, you know, it's everything, your social media. It's all in one and it's in your pocket and you're probably looking at it on the evenings and the weekends. And so it's so easy to just be sucked right into work at 1130 at night when you're like trying to fall asleep and you get an email and you're like, Oh no, I'm at work again, even
0: though you're in your bed. Exactly. Yeah. Panicking about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I just, just kind of leave it for later. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you
1: had like a nine to five retail shop, you know, it's Absolutely. like come in when we're open, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> operate like if someone's banging on the door at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. You're like, you're not going to run down there and open the shop. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, I used to be really bad with those boundaries. Like I would get a text at 9 p.m. and I'd be like, yep, run into my office to like check on something. And unless it's like an absolute emergency, which doesn't happen often, but like working with websites, occasionally someone will be like, everything's broken or like not my words of course but (laughs) um and so over the years I've really I have like a hard line where like if I'm not working I'm not working and I won't even look at those messages which I think happened with you and I actually I sent you a message to schedule this uh interview you looked at it didn't respond, and then it was gone into the abyss. Right, <laughs> Which is exactly yeah. what happens to me. Text messages, social media, doesn't matter. If I open it, see it, and don't have the time or capacity to answer right then, it, it's gone. It, it is, does not exist to me anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even open those emails. Like if I get the notification, I'm like, swipe, get out of here. I'll see you tomorrow exactly. morning.
0: Yeah. I need it for it to say unread. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and when that is actually
1: it. a good feature because you can read a message or an email and then like mark make it. it. Yeah, mark it as unread, and that's the only way it will ever get addressed. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> especially as things get buried too on, on like Instagram messaging or whatnot too. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that sounds like you've got some like good boundaries with work and with working on it. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a work in progress, eh? Hey?
0: It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting what you said, too, about like, it's not that you closed down your business. I, I sort of misphrase that. Um, it's that you were so busy that you focused on being in business instead of doing the social media part. And I think I've talked about that with a guest before, where it's like, if you're so busy doing the work that you don't have time for social media, that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. You're so busy and you're doing the job, you're doing the work and if social media is just like a little you know the hair on the camel's back don't put the hair there just just let it you know just take a break from social media until you kind of have the capacity
0: the burnout can be very real (laughs) when you're trying (laughs) to juggle those things and there's a a catch 22 when you're that busy you want people to know that you're that busy you know i think that that says something about your business that you're succeeding and then it kind of you know can play into Um, a trustworthiness I guess for people you know if everybody else is buying the stuff then maybe I should look into it as well but when you're not posting about it for anybody new I was I wasn't working all summer I wasn't doing anything or things slowed down for me so you know it's kind of weighing that too but at the end of the day I just I needed to try to not care Mm -hmm. it's not that I didn't it was I needed to try to not just for my sanity to to take that little bit of break especially knowing that once we get into the fall this is it's it's crazy (laughs) it's a lot Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's super valid to just kind of just suss it out like what do i have capacity to do it all no (laughs) then don't yeah um and so how do you like feed your creative juices like where do you come up with uh the new products and new sayings and new like funny quotes like where does that come from
0: um i am blessed by my mama she was very very creative um i grew up in a home that we were constantly making things and crafting and brainstorming and and everything like that so i come by it very naturally um to be able to see something and be like hey i should make that but i should make it this way so that Um, it's my own or it's on brand or things like that so um there is no shortage of creativity here in fact I really have to rein it in otherwise it would I would just be everything (laughs) there would just be too much stuff um but that's not to say that there are times where I get like a a writer's block per se right Mm -hmm. and you can't force it I have sat down you know uh, before Christmas like I gotta come up with Christmas stuff and it just doesn't come and you're trying to force it and you know you're getting frustrated and then you can start breeding again like these insecurities Oh, i'm not good at this or nobody's gonna like this i am lucky enough that there are so many moving parts to my business that i can shift from thing to thing so if i'm not feeling the creative side of it I'll dive into being hands-on and making the, you know, the drinkware or lasering things or, or whatnot, or doing back-end stuff, website, accounting, et cetera. And then when the mood hits, I usually try to, and I'm lucky that with my kids being older and stuff too, that I can just like, nope, I'm going to go sit down at the computer. And that's usually when it just like, it blows, it comes. So I just try not to force it too much.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a great, tactic to just kind of work on something else instead of pushing and pushing for yeah. a wall that's not moving
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah I usually try to walk away from things too if I'm working on designs and you can just start nitpicking over all these little details they're teeny tiny you know you probably wouldn't even see them but I do so you know it's definitely walking away coming back fresh eyes and you're like oh, this is awesome like stop obsessing over it and just let this be it. So, and I have some great friends that I'm constantly um throwing ideas at. I'm like, oh, I should do this. And they're like, uh, should you? Should you? <laughs> is it really worth your time or your resources? I'm like, oh,
1: I don't know, you're probably right. So, yeah. And do you leave a lot yeah. of ideas on the cutting room floor? Like, is there a lot of things that don't make it oh. into a product?
0: <laughs> if people could see my files, I really should go back <laughs> over what has it been like five years now. Um, I should really go back and start looking at some of the old things that are on the cutting room floor that maybe now I have the capacity to evolve or you know enhance that design. I've often thought about that, you know, when I have been looking for something, and I'm like, oh, I totally forgot that I started designing that. So, yeah, there's there's a lot, there's a lot on the cutting room floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a great idea too. That was just like going back and reviewing what you've discarded in the past, and been like, oh, maybe now is the time, or like you said, yes. evolve it. Yeah. What is your all-time favorite design or product that you've
0: created? Oh can't ask me that I love them all. Um, it's
1: like saying I which of hoodie. your children do you love most <laughs> right
0: i am obsessed with sweatshirts that is my wardrobe is hoodies so of course i love all of my sweatshirts i know i a lot of the time i do design for myself um and thankfully everybody's got the same opinion as me that and likes them so um i do really love the hoodies. I couldn't pick one that is my favorite though. Um, and then the drinkware the cheeky stuff, the inappropriate it, it's just so fun. It's so fun to um I get to see it at the markets when people are standing in front of me and they're doing the oh, oh look at this and looking pointing at things or laughing and I'm like, oh which one are you reading? And um it that's a lot of fun for me to get to see people's reactions to those things or you know when they're trying to understand the joke that is on something and then watching them get it you're like that's exactly what I was going for
1: totally and that market scenario gives you that like real-time feedback
0: absolutely yeah
1: yeah that's so fun and do you take like do you ever get suggestions do people come over and they're
0: like you know what you should do I do yes I do get a lot of suggestions. Yeah. You're like,
1: great, I'll write that down. And <laughs> I do. I do make a list
0: of stuff. I have, uh, I have a few designs that have been uh, thanks to a customer or they've wanted something specific as a custom order. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been able to take that and kind of evolve it into something that'll work for everybody. And yeah.
1: Nice. That's so fun. It sounds like you have a lot of fun of what you do. Oh, I do.
0: Yeah. There's, I mean, I'm here alone all the time by myself designing these funny things you know when it comes to the drinkware and I'm like do you oh it's just me it's just me that sees this (laughs) (laughs) I just just have have a blast doing it yeah like oh man people are gonna love this one or oh is this like borderline like pushing it but
1: I can just imagine you just cackling away in the basement (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Can you give me an example of one that you were like i think this might be too cheeky
0: uh some of the camp mugs like the the trailer ones that are um like balls deep in this hitch oh yeah i I'm was just looking at that mugs. one um some of those ones yeah yeah are... there's one that
1: says back that thing
0: up it's good it's, it's that very works, clever. That one's a little bit more pg than like balls deep yeah yeah true <laughs> <laughs> Some of those i'm just like i'm not too sure if uh people are gonna then <gasps> walk away or if but and then that's why
1: work. you make that sale is because people want to have that effect on anybody that reads their mug <laughs>
0: exactly yeah or people will read them and be like oh this is so so and so you know like everybody's got a it's constant where they're like this is perfect for this person and this is perfect for that person and and um I mean, I have those people in my life, too, which is why I've created them. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, that's perfect. I like it. Um, And so, like with most creative business, there's a bit of a a balance that you need to figure out between like the business side. So like website, accounting, social media, and then the actual creation of the product. So like sewing labels, printing, tagging, packing. Um, How do you find that balance? Like, or do you? (laughs)
0: um i'm pretty type a and i'm a a get shit done kind of person so i have lists on lists on lists on lists i schedule myself pretty well at the beginning of the week not too far in advance but in the beginning of a week i will make a list of everything that i want to get done and you know if i can shift that down to days that i don't have much to do or i know i don't have orders coming in um I try to, to plan things out. I also try to plan things out for when I know that I have the mental capacity to do it. You know, things like accounting, I hate it. It's the worst part of every month. but. I have set it up so that it is a monthly thing and i sit down on a saturday morning right after i get up with a cup of coffee because i know that that's when i'm going to be the most focused on it not in the middle of a work day on a tuesday when i'm trying to get orders out and i'm looking at the website and i'm preparing for a market etc i just trying to crunch things in there it becomes overwhelming so i try to figure out when i know i could be the most productive and uh and fit things in there
1: yeah, that's a great solution because you're also finding what works for you. Like, if whether you're a morning person or not, or like some people prefer to do that stuff in the middle of the night because that's when their brain yeah. works better. Not me, but
0: <laughs> yeah. the house is quiet or something. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's a really good strategy too for kind of setting out what you want to do for that week because then you've like got goals for that week, but then you're a little bit flexible if not everything gets done. Like, you know, you don't have a down to like the day and the hour of what hour,
0: oh, I, wish I could, I see people that are like that and it's admirable to me. Um, it's just, I can't, I just can't. <laughs> I, like I said earlier, I'm lucky that there's so many moving parts to my business that I can step away from something if I sometimes, you know, obviously there's deadlines and whatnot, but I can step away from things and go and sit and tag sweatshirts or tag stickers you know if my just my brain is not working right that day to be working on the back end of business or the creative side of it so um there is some you know there's a lot there's a lot (laughs) I've got a lot of on my plate I wear a lot of hats but I think that it can be a blessing because you can kind of move things around to what works for you Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's something I've been embracing this last couple years a lot is just like uh even just like on a monthly basis there are days where I am not creative or motivated I don't even want to get out of bed and so if I've got like certain tasks that are kind of fun maybe like for me like creating some content for myself usually for other people is more fun for some reason but like there are certain (laughs) things that like I don't do on the low energy days because if I do I mean they're not going to get done anyway so
0: (laughs) it's not going to be the quality that you wanted
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that flexibility can be a really like beneficial tool if you can kind of learn how to use it for your own business.
0: Yeah, it's taken a lot to kind of create this balance um, uh, personally and within the business. You know, like like I said, I wear I wear all the hats, my hands are on so much um, and there's a lot of decisions to make and it's just me. You know, people often like, hey, are you guys this or whatever, when they message you, you know, people think that you're a big brand. And I've gotten that a lot based off of even just how the website looks. So I'm like, I'm small potatoes. It's just me. And, uh, you know, so kind of figuring out that balance of being able to sustain this long term when you're wearing all of those hats, it can be a lot and uh, it's it's taking, I'm practicing. I don't have it down, you know, I don't want people to think that, like, I've got it all under control because it's not, but um, I just make a lot of lists.
1: A lot of lists, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, um even though I've mostly moved into like digital calendars and digital, even like project management, I always yeah. have like at least a pad of paper next to me because I need to write things down. <laughs>
0: yeah. I like post-it notes all over the wall and all over the data. Yeah. I, if I don't write it down, it can, it can slip. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, now, as I, as we wrap up the conversation, I have a couple questions I ask everybody Um, and one is if you could go back in time and give yourself a bit of advice back in 2018 or whenever you kind of started up what would you tell yourself to either do differently or like what piece of advice would you give yourself to make this journey different or more successful or more enjoyable
0: um i think a lot of times we overthink things you know you want to start a new business and oh, you're, you're just it's just not right or it's just not perfect or um but you, i think at the end of the day you just have to start you know stop overthinking it just start and it's okay if something evolves when i started i thought that my biggest customer was going to be the wedding party industry i thought i was going to make lots of drinkware for bridal parties or you know as um, wedding gifts and stuff and i have i've done lots of that but It wasn't what I wanted to do. I was just trying to find a hole in the market. And then when I stopped trying to push that and just kind of like organically went with what was up my alley design wise, or, you know, what I'm interested in and stuff, and you just kind of got to go with it. So stop overthinking things and just start and it's okay if things evolve. And also my biggest thing is name files and save them where they're supposed to be correctly. (laughs) That is like
1: a huge tip. Like that is everybody write that one down.
0: (laughs) I have so many files that are like the F word or this stupid piece of, or whatever, like when you're frustrated with something and then you're like, what did I name that? Where is that? So I have like five or six years of going back that I need to do in the new year that's my job in the new year is to like go reorganize everything so do it right take the time to do it right and put things where they're supposed to be
1: yeah it. and it's like the classic joke where you're like the files named like final final no really this is seriously right? the final one. JPEG.
0: i have those i totally have like final final yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and then in caps no really final no,
0: yeah really. i find like even
1: just like creating templates for folders, like just as an example in the podcast, like every guest has a folder and in that folder and this I actually learned from going to like film school because they're like, if you don't organize your footage, it will it will take you 10 times longer to do any sort of editing. Um, Yeah, exactly. And you're like, what is this one? And so if it's not properly labeled and organized, it's just like it's wasting your time. And I think it's very similar as a business Um, because even for like each podcast guest, there is like a raw footage file and then like an edits file and then like a clips file or, or, you know, like it's just once I've created that once I just copy and paste for the next right. guest. And so you don't have to work as hard if you're using like templates and, and like proper organization. Sometimes it feels like more work to sit down and organize your files while you're creating them. But in the yeah. long term, you're going to save yourself time. You're going to save yourself from pulling your hair out. <laughs>
0: i think that that is not just file related i think it's with everything if you don't take the time to set up your listings on your website correctly the first time if you think oh, i'm just going to go back and change that or make that look the way that i want to later all of a sudden you've got 300 listings on your website it's a lot more work than if you had just done it right the first one and then carried on from there so but i mean that can that can lay over into to everything that you're doing is take the time and organize yourself
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really valuable tip is just like you said, getting it, getting it set up the right way the first time and then setting that precedent for yourself where you're like, no, I'm going to take the extra five minutes to label these or to add the details that are needed.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So I have a a quick little rapid fire session for you, just a little like this or that. Okay. No pressure. They're all super casual. I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> There's always like a look of fear that people get when I say that. Oh They're no! I like,
0: eh. <laughs> make, make decisions all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I actually, it's funny. I was just posting about decision fatigue, and here I am piling on more decisions for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, do what I'm having for dinner. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord, I never know what I'm having for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. This one should be very easy. uh Hoodie or crew neck.
0: Oh, hoodie. Yeah. Uh, mountains or beach. Oh, I want to sit on the beach and look at mountains.
1: <laughs> that is. Yeah, I would say like beach then and then with a yeah. mountain view.
0: Yeah.
1: How about Lake sitting beach, on.
0: Yes. Ocean. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Specifically lakes over ocean. Yeah. Yeah. The ocean can be smelly. <laughs> Um, okay. Getting a bad review for your business or getting a request for a refund.
0: I'd rather get a request for a refund.
1: Mm -hmm. It's less, uh, less of like a stamp on your business for everyone to see. It's a little more private.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'd rather, yeah, just deal with it personally.
1: Uh, would you rather watch a movie or binge a TV series?
0: Ooh, TV series
1: yeah what are you watching these days
0: oh um i've always got friends going in the background while i work mm-hmm. um so that's a constant um my daughter and i've been going back and watching like the oc and like those like, yeah those old like from our like our generation binge tv teen shows and they're fantastic
1: yeah it's there's something about that it's like it's comforting it's nostalgic you already know the joke so you're like laughing along you don't have to like use your brain to follow along
0: there's definitely ones that we were like we would watch Gilmore Girls every year and I've I've watched Friends probably three times a year I don't even need to look at it anymore I just know what's going on
1: (laughs) yep totally yeah and, and unfortunately with the passing of uh, Matthew Perry there's been so much more clips on TikTok and I feel like I'm just watching like I'm rewatching it through TikTok <laughs>
0: all the looper reels and stuff are fantastic yeah yeah I know it kind of hit hard but I thought you know what when it came down to Matthew Perry passed away Chandler did not <laughs> he is like mm-hmm. I think that he is one of those actors that we've been able to like he is Chandler and only Chandler
1: mm-hmm. yeah and it's like a legacy like it's people will People will, I think, always watch that show. I, well, yeah. I assume. I don't know, because it's like you said, you watch, it, you watch it with your kids. And like so it's like going generationally. It's yeah. kind of uh, passing through. I'm
0: yeah. currently
1: rewatching uh, Futurama from the start. And the, there's a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And then my last rapid fire is uh, a day of ad- administrative work or a day of content creation
0: administrative work. No. <laughs> I don't think anybody else would say that administrative work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised because you just earlier said that how much you hate administrative. Yeah, yeah, but, but you would prefer it over content creation.
0: I think for me it's because it at the end of it it's more productive.
1: Mm-hmm. you
0: You're getting things done, you're checking things off that list it needs to get done whereas the content creation yes it's a need but are you checking it off your list if it's not getting seen? Mm -hmm.
1: It's a little bit more of like an emotional game with content creation where like, you do your admin work and nobody's liking it, you know, with the thumb, like (laughs) you don't have to have, like you don't have to worry how many people the algorithm pushes it to or anything like that. It's like, you just just get your work done and it's done.
0: Yes, I know I accomplished it. I don't need other people to, to see it to know that it's accomplished.
1: Yeah, no, that's valid um cool and then the last thing i like to ask everybody is for a couple of songs like your pump up jams i have a (laughs) playlist on spotify called the grow and behold playlist and it's essentially just a curated list from all my guests of like those songs for when you're really just feeling like you have no motivation and you need a little bit of a a hype man coming through your stereo
0: yeah Uh i have a very uh broad like of music but definitely when I need to like get things done I typically gravitate towards like remixes and dance music and stuff like that so I got two songs one is um, Feels Great by Cheat Codes and the other one is Hold On by Mugawi and Cheat Codes as well.
1: (laughs) Nice there's a theme there (laughs) perfect I will add those to the playlist it's a very eclectic playlist at this point I think we have 20 I think this is my 25th episode so there's it's it's all over the place. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and to share your story and your insights.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Hey, thanks for listening. Tis the season for sharing. So if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with the business babes in your life. And you can find the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok if you want to hang out in between episodes. Till next time.